Yes, us. Welcome to the Kefi Life Podcast. My name is Kiki Vale, and I'll be your guide to creating a life of Olakala, all is well. Together, we'll get back to the basics, and we'll explore fresh new ways to flourish in mind, body, and soul the Greek way. You can look forward to interviews, stories, essential self-care strategies, recipes, and actionable takeaway Olakala moments. This is going to be so much fun. Let's get going. Bam it. Our Lexi for today is Paradosi, Paradosi or tradition. One of my all-time favorite musicals, Fiddler on the Roof, at one point cuts way to a song which resonates for so many people, including my family and me. Tradition, a song which sums up a person's foundation and their legacy. Paradosi, truly, it's the way to who we are and how to maintain our balance in life. Paradosis, do you follow any? Did your parents or grandparents impart their traditions onto you? Why don't you take a moment and recall them or create your own to pass down the ethos and essence of who you are to you and yours. Eleolado, olive oil, has been celebrated in the civilized world for millennia nearly eternal. The oil of this fruit has been more than just food to the cultures of the Mediterranean region. It's been medicinal, ceremonial, sacramental, and the foundation of great wealth and power. It is safe to say that olive oil is the ethos, the essence of Greek culinary culture. Today, the priceless and life-giving ingredients of this liquid gold can be delivered to you when you purchase your premium bottle of Kefi Life Extra Virgin Olive Oil from the region my parents were born, the Peloponnese. The coveted Koroneki olive is extensively cultivated here in the southern part of Greece, which offers the unique microclimate needed to grow a fruit netting the utmost nutrient value for extra virgin olive oil. Kefi Life Extra Virgin Olive Oil, a boundless amount of value, high in antioxidants with anti-inflammatory properties linked to good mood and improved mental health. Get your bottle of wellness today when you visit kefilife.shop. Know your roots to know your route. I heard this expression at a Greek wedding and it resonated with me so much that I refer to the words quite often. In this episode, we meet a woman who brings the words to life and she does so in her children's book series called Yaya's Kitchen. You're going to find all about it. You're just going to love it. Brianna Kukos is the creative author and guest for today. Brianna, welcome. And it's so nice to have you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I'm really uh, happy and very, very excited about it. So looking forward to it. Well, the timing's really impeccable because you're talking in your book series and you're going to tell us more about it, about traditions and yaya, and you'll tell us what yaya means um, and that whole Greek heritage and the roots that we follow. And my father recently passed away in April and now both of my parents are gone. They're both immigrants of Greece. Oh. And it's so important for me to hold on to that tradition, that culture, those things that we learned as kids. So this timing is really great. Can you give the audience a glimpse of your upbringing? Absolutely, absolutely. And I am sorry about to, about your father passing. That's parents. It's um, that's a it's a oh, that's just a tough one. So I'm sorry for your loss. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I was uh, born and raised in Salt Lake City, Utah, um, and it's a, uh, actually a very large and active Greek community. So uh, we, we grew up very uh, engaged in our family with culture and traditions and, um, and also in our community. So church and Sunday school and Greek school and dance and all of those different things. And so our, our culture and heritage was heavily emphasized um, in just kind of everyday upbringing and, and all the things that we did. Um, 
my uh, my yaya, my grandmother on my mother's side, uh, is the subject of the books. She was actually the grandparent that I had the most time with in my life. Uh, both of my grandfathers, my papus, were uh, had passed away by the time I was born, and so I. Um, she was really the only one I got to spend any time with. And, and so, uh, she was incredibly involved in our lives and taught us a lot of things. And she was just a very, very special person. And when she passed away about a little over 25 years ago, uh, I actually started writing the stories to process my grief in losing her and, um, trying to remember, uh, experiences that we had and things that we had done together. And I, so I started just writing them down and, uh, that was just a way for me to kind of deal with the loss. And over time I started to think, well, these are actually kind of fun. And I bet, you know, other people had experiences with their grandparents and I don't know, maybe this is interesting. So I just kept writing them down and I kept thinking about them and processing them. And then I would kind of go on with my life and put them away for a little while and then bring them out again. And, um, that whole kind of back and forth went on for about 20 years. And, and I, uh, about almost four and a half years ago, my daughter was born and I decided to stay home, uh, with her and kind of change my career path. And I thought if I'm going to be home, these books are going to happen. I have to make them happen. And so that was kind of, it's been a very long process, but when you talk about timing, um, I look back now and think I, I, this was the perfect time for them to, to happen. So. And it's a great way. These books are a great way to preserve legacy, to teach our children something. And my gosh, if you think about the Iliad, I mean, and what we learned in the Iliad, Philoxenia and hospitality and all that, we're, we're, we're carrying on those vital lessons to our young people, our children, our nieces, our nephews, our grandchildren, not yet, but soon enough. Um, yes. So that's, that's really awesome. What was your career beforehand? I was actually a career counselor. I had uh, done a master's in counseling with a specialization in career development. So all of that time I was at colleges and universities helping students with their career path. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, you answered my question already, which is what was your motivation to write the series? What a great inspiration and motivation, which really lends the authenticity to your book series, which is called Yaya's Kitchen? Yes, uh-huh. So, so this, you're, you, go ahead. The The series is, um, is Yaya's Kitchen, and then each book has a different lesson um, that the story highlights, also associated with the food uh, or the, the baking item that they're making as well. I love it. Okay, let's get into that. First of all, I think there's so much to learn in the kitchen, especially yes. with somebody that you love. And you and I both know this word. Do you speak Greek? Uh, very little. So that very important word, Martin Luther King used it and Greeks use it. And it's been in, in um, on the planet Earth forever is agape, agape. Yes. And absolutely. I love to talk about the table, the kitchen table as uh, when we sit down as the agape meal, the meal of love, because you're sharing food, you're sharing nutrition, you're sharing uh, expression and conversation, et cetera. So I like the fact that you're taking... Um, somebody you love, and it's in the kitchen. So you have three books. Talk to us about how the food, well, just talk to us about the series and how the food plays into these books. These books. Okay. So um, like you said, you know, cooking is not only uh, is such an expression of love, but it's also a life skill. You know, it's a way to be able to take care of yourself. And, and my mom and Yaya were very interested in us knowing how to do that, my brother and myself. And so we were always in the kitchen learning how to do something. My mom always wanted to make sure we knew 
how to make something. Um, and then Yaya was the one, she would come over on Sundays to help my mom and she would make Afgolemono and, and show us the process. And, you know, we got to see how she, of course, nothing was written down. She just knew it all in her mind. And so, uh, she would have to tell us, here's what you do next. And that type of a thing. So it was never really a recipe to follow. It was always just kind of her instincts and what, what she'd always done. Um, and so the the books really highlight that how how so many lessons can even just come through learning learning a recipe. So the young girl will um, do something that you know in in patience she's a young girl and gets kind of anxious for the process to be over, and then makes a mistake through the recipe and and you know it's uh, the the lesson ultimately ends up being that if you're gonna if you're gonna make something and do it and put your heart and soul into it you know take the time to do it right and and always take the time to do it with love and things like that so which she always did um and so that's kind of where how the food each lesson and the food are kind of go hand in hand and telling the story that is a brilliant synergy i'm buying this book series for all children is the age oh, and i think you. You, i think you said that the age range is i think you said the age range is um between three and ten it is. It's a pretty wide range. And the reason for that is the stories um, can really resonate with uh, older children who are maybe kind of learning some of those lessons as well. But the um, Anita, who is the illustrator, did a beautiful job of making it really colorful and lively. And um, so even young children can probably get a lot from just the pictures themselves. And so that's why the age range can, you know, it could be an older sibling, maybe reading it to a younger sibling. And there could be some connection in the in the story based on the illustrations as well. What you did is, is so important to like, at least for me, um, as a mother, as a wife, as a friend, as a broadcaster, as a communicator, et cetera, is to not only entertain and enlighten people, but to educate them. And- <laughs> People can take what they want from the lesson. Uh, yours is very wholesome and very wonderful. It has to do with food. Okay, we all have to eat. <laughs> but <laughs> also with, yeah, we all have to eat. But I really like what you've done here. So your main character is Kukla. And we know that Kukla yeah. means doll in Greek. Yes. That's um, precious. When I, so as when I was growing up, um, uh, that's what all the adults in my life called me. And it's kind of funny because now my daughter, um, her her grandparents and her thitsas and everybody calls her Kukla as well. And so it's kind of fun that that whole thing has been passed on. So that's uh, how that character got the name is that's that's what I was called growing up. Oh, is that precious? There's so much personalization to this book. And I find that any project that we touch or put our heart and hand into that it will be um, more well accepted if it's a part of our true self, if you will. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so um, the illustrations, talk to us about that. I've I used to write for a newspaper and I've collected my articles. I want to I want to do something similar, not for children, but for adults. And I don't have illustrations, but I think they are very uh, beneficial. And I think they tell the story as well as the words. So talk to us about who your illustrator is, how you went about, you know, what kind of pictures you wanted. I think they're kind of sort of cartoonish. A little bit. Yes. Yes. Um, So it was funny because that was actually the reason the whole process took so long is I thought, how am I ever going to find 
the person, you know, how am I ever going to figure out how to put these, you know, it was absolutely not a talent of mine. And so I knew I was going to have to find someone else to help me. Um, and it was actually, uh, a friend from where I used to work. She was in the communications department and did a lot with design and had put a notification out on LinkedIn that she was looking for side projects and interested in taking on other things. And I just thought, I'm just going to write her and see. And she worked with an editor. And so I thought, well, that's a nice package to have. I need both of those things. And, um, and we sat down and met and, um, she, uh, Anita had a very special relationship with her grandmother as well. So the stories connected with her, um, and, uh, she loved to draw food. And so I thought, okay, then, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and she asked for some pictures of my family. And so actually in the book, um, the, the characters all, all re um, resemble somebody in, in the family and are kind of based on, on an actual character. So I'll show you the cover. My, uh, my IFA, she did actually have this black uh, she, her, she had white, full white hair, but she had this one little black strip right in the front. And, uh, that was kind of, you know, something you would recognize her, uh, and say, oh, you know, that's Faye. And, um, and so I, uh, some of those little touches, I, I would say, you know, a lot of my life, I hung on to the idea of, of publishing in the traditional route. And now that I, can look at all those things that were so personal to me that I had a lot of control over. I'm really glad I, I did actually independently publish and I'm really glad that I did that. It's so interesting that you brought that up because that was my next question. God, we're really thinking alike this morning, but um, I wanted to ask you about, <laughs> hey, one Greek, Greek meets Greek. Uh, Absolutely. To, yes, yes, because it's really nice for us to share uh, the culture with others and it's so positive and it's so you know, for me, I love family. And so it's so family oriented, but was the publishing journey good for you? Did you agree with it? Did you like it? Uh, how, how do we, was it, you said it was independent? Yeah, I just, I did, I frankly did. And I say independent cause I really did it all myself. So it is, it was a self-published, self-published process. Um, and I found, uh, after the illustrator, we went through and she really helped me with the design and the cover and everything. So basically we got it all together and then I just had to find a printer, um, that was able to put it together. And so a lot of it was a totally brand new experience. I'd never done anything like it. And so it was a lot of you know, trial and error and, uh, and a lot of, um, you know, kind of stumbling and probably spent more money than I needed to on certain things and all of that. But, you know, it was all part of the learning experience. Um, and I'm, I'm really glad that I did it that way. Um, because again, I kind of got to have control over how things were spelled and how things were designed and, and I wanted it, I didn't want it to change. I wanted it to stay, um, you know, representation of my experience. And, and so I thought, well, even if only my parents buy it, you know, <laughs> that's okay. I just want it to be, I want it to be authentic and true to my, to my story and things like that. So I, I am really glad that I went that direction. Well, kudos to you. And I'll tell you what, I will definitely support you and I will tell all oh, my friends about it. And I you. will definitely uh, purchase the gifts for children and godchildren and nieces and nephews and et cetera, because I just think it's a great idea, quite frankly. I just think it's a great Thank idea. You. And, you know, the other day I was, uh, I had a post about following your dreams. And I think that, you know, the podcast Kefi Life is about balancing the mind, the body and the spirit, the Greek way. What does that mean? Being in harmony, having, you know, flourishing and doing things that are, you know, good for you, healthy for you. And I think following yes. your dreams, like what you've done here is you've written a book, 
you've taken the experience, you're sharing it with the world, and that's got to be something you wake up to every day and feel really good about. I do. It's, it's a little scary sometimes to put yourself out there that way too. And you know, you know, you know, you put your heart and soul into your, into your broadcast. And, and so sometimes, um, you know, that feeling of, you have the feeling of pride, but also like, you know, that feeling of having a little nerves about it and that queasiness in your stomach. Um, but I'm, I'm really proud of it. I'm, I'm proud to share it with my daughter. She sees me going to markets or uh, this morning she was helping me get dressed. And, you know, I, I was able to say, oh, I'm doing an interview today. And she was getting me all fancy and prepped up for it. And so she gets to be part of that experience. And I, I like showing her that because then I can tell her, hey, when you get really excited about something or something, become, you know, really lights your fire, you know, you can go for it. And, and, you know, cause you've helped me go for it and things like that. So uh, that oh, part of it, I really, really love. Perfect. So in your book, uh, the character is about Yaya, that means grandmother in Greek. What is your most beloved memory with Yaya? Oh, I have a ton, but she, and this is a kind of an inspiration for a portion of, of the gifts that are in the store, but, um, she lost my papu pretty early on in her life. She was pretty young when he passed and, um, and she missed him terribly. They loved each other a lot. And so she was always really, really sad about it. Um, she had a cute little patio in her condo and we would go out. Sometimes I'd stay over and, and we'd have breakfast on the patio and she had a little hummingbird feeder. And, um, whenever the hummingbird came, she was convinced it was Papu Ted coming to say, you know, I'm, I'm here. I'm, uh, um, still with you, you know, just kind of trying to give her a little bit of a sense of peace. Um, and, uh, so there are some hummingbird items in the, in the store to represent, those people that have come into our lives and, and maybe left earlier than we would have hoped. Um, but that was always a very special memory because I, she really, she really believed it. She felt that bird was, you know, was coming to, to give her a little bit of, of just, you know, just some peace from her grief. So, um, she was, uh, that I would say was part of, what I love to do with her is try, you know, she was very sad for a long time about that loss. And, and, uh, so I love trying to make her laugh and, and she had a cute, very, very sweet laugh. And so I always felt like I accomplished something if I got her to, to smile or to laugh really hard. Oh, what a special relationship. She was wow. the best. She was, she was wonderful. Oh, which makes me think about like, I think you again, I think you answered the question, but I was going to ask you, what lessons do you think the younger generation can benefit from the old elders? And I mean, you kind of summed it up, but what do you think are the lessons? We should listen to our elders and our grandparents and our parents and uncles and aunts and sort of take away the, you know, the, the wisdoms of the kernels of wisdom. Absolutely. I, I think, you know, as, especially as I've gotten older and become a parent, I've realized just the advantage of time and experience. And, you know, that's so hard to relate to when you're a young person, you know, to think, oh, this person is just around and they've been here, they're old or whatever. But, um, but really that time and experience um, is just is so valuable. And now I think back, you know, I think she was born in 1916 or something like that. And so thinking about everything in her life that she's been through or had been through um, just makes someone, I don't know, very wise. And, and I don't know that I, I always appreciated her and, and our relationship and everything. But now looking back, I think as a, you know, a person more in my midlife, I just really appreciate 
that she'd just been through a lot and she knew she, she understood. Well, in our time and experience today, I've, I've certainly learned a lot. And that is we do have to follow our dreams and I am going to support you. I can't wait to share these books with um, so many of my friends and et cetera. Uh, Our time is up, but yes, yes, of course. Two quick questions. I always think of another question when I'm going to close out. We'll make this one quick. And then I have one final question, but you have three books in your series, one on patience, one on honesty, honesty, and then family traditions, family traditions. Will you continue the series or is this it? So this is the it for this portion of the series, but I do have some ideas for a, a, maybe a young boy character um, and maybe with cooking and, and baking that's more around Orthodox traditions. Um, wow. My dad is a is an Orthodox priest, so that was a really huge portion of our life as well. And, and there's some beautiful, beautiful traditions um, in Orthodoxy, Greek Orthodox uh, faith. And so I, I think that a lot of people have said, oh, you know, it'd be great to see a young boy in the kitchen too. And, and so I think that's kind of maybe the next next phase. Well, we'll look forward to that. In the meantime, um, as we uh, wrap this one up, uh, Brianna Kukos, author of the Kitchen, the Yaya's Kitchen series. Did I say that right? Yes. Uh-huh. Um, if you would answer this final question, it would Absolutely. be so great. Brianna, in my life, I've learned that. Taking a breath can solve so many things (laughs) Um, in a moment of stress or in a moment when you're scared or something, just stopping, taking a moment, taking a deep breath and refocusing, recentering. I have learned just can make a big difference with making good decisions or, um, you know, uh, just anything can be done if you just stop and take a breath. So, Brianna, I guess the all important question is how do we get a hold of these books to share with the world? Absolutely. Well, you can find them in, on Amazon. And uh, I also do have a website, Yai's Kitchen Children's Books. It's a very long URL, but um, but that is a place where you can find the books, a description. Um, you can sign up for the newsletter if you want um, actually recipes from Yai's Kitchen and, and other specials and deals um, and uh, and gifts, the other gifts that I mentioned as well as some of the hummingbird items. Uh, so Yai's Kitchen Children's This has been tremendous. Thank you so much. And we wish you and yours a very happy new year. Thank you. And to you and yours as well. Thanks so much for the time. I really appreciate it. So do we. Stay right there. Up next, your weekly takeaway to keep it all as well. Hola, Kala. This Hola, Kala moment brought to you by the law offices of Liston and Centillus. Ranked number one by the Leading Lawyers Network since 2010. Taking care of all your real estate needs. During my interviews for Kefi Life, I generally ask the guests to share a valuable lesson that they've learned in their life. Today, I want to share one of mine. I have many, but this one is powerful. Friends, when you're taking the initiative to do something, big or small, be in the moment. Focus on the task only without mind wandering and do the thing right the first time. Doing the thing right the first time will prevent all the repeat efforts because you didn't take the time to do it right in the first place. So, hola, all is well when you do what you do with the proper attention to detail and taking your time. Kiki Vale is the founder of Kefi Life. She is passionate about whole person wellness and living a fulfilled life. Her Kefi Life podcast is created to simply and naturally help you harmonize the mind, body, and soul the Greek way. Visit keffylife.com. 
at KefiLife365 on Instagram, and check out Kiki Vale on LinkedIn and on Twitter. Join us again next time for more positive energy and inspiration on Kefi Life.